0: The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Healthcare that works better and costs less seems like an oxymoron, right? Take a minute and check out our sponsor, Solidarity Healthshare. Members say that faith based health sharing is a much better fit than insurance, all while costing less. Prices start at $384 a month for families. Call now to see how much you can save. 844 417 0636. That's 844-417-0636. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith.
1: Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining we have got another brand new guest joining us I'm so thrilled to have her with us and she's going to be talking about serving as Jesus served practical ways to love others of course I am talking about Michelle Howe who is the author of this incredible book I'm so honored to have her on the on the on the program with me and um, a little bit about Michelle and I'm going to have her fill in the details that I miss she is the author of more than two dozen books and has publicized over two 2,500 articles and reviews on parenting, women's issues, and the empty nest. She has been on Focus on the Family and has featured on careleader.org. She's regularly on that, which is, of course, a divorce, care, grief, single parenting resource group. Some of her books include Caring for Your Aging Parents. I like that one, Listening in Love, Loss and Letting Go, and Empty Nest, What's Next? Parenting Adult Children Without Losing Your Mind. I like that one too. Finding Freedom to uh-huh. Enjoy in Self-Forgetfulness. Self-forgetful, Michelle, it's so great to have you on the program. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Well, thank you for having me, Molly. I'm looking forward to our chat. So what did
1: I miss? I mean, you do you, you seem to have you've got a, a sort of full rounded idea of what it means to be a woman in a family situation here. You've obviously done very well with that kind of thing.
0: Well, you know what? People always ask me how I get ideas for my books and I always tell them. The Lord just brings to mind what I'm struggling with in my life. And then I tackle that topic or subject in book form. So if you go through my whole history, you kind of see, you could kind of watch where I've been, you know, parenting, you know, empty nests, yeah. the whole thing without losing your mind, which I did lose my mind for a while. So that's honest. You know, and my parents are, are elderly now and yeah. we're, I don't need, they don't need caregiving, but we caregive for my father in law and our elderly uncles. So we had a lot of experience with that. It just, in the grandparenting, we have six grandkids right now. So, but one yeah. thing I think it's just God is so good, and He just knows what our hearts need and how we need to grow and mature and stretch. And I do it through writing because yeah. He takes me through the paces as I'm researching and interviewing and just you know sitting down and putting
1: you know pen to paper and all that. Well, you certainly do have a gift, and I thank you, thank you for sharing it because you know I I have parented myself. I have children of my own, all grown and married and got children of their own now, and you know and I've, and I watch them too you know I know how much these types of books helped me when I was was parenting um and I'm watching them now you know they 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 share with each other you need to read this and this really helped me so it I'm always in awe of people like you Michelle who can actually do this can say okay I need to share this. I, you know, and God has given you that gift and praise God that you're using it. So thank you for doing that. And thank you, God, for giving oh. it to Michelle. So there we go. Oh, you're so <laughs> kind. Thank you. So, um, you, you know, one of the things that in your book, you you, 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 you know, you state in the book that we live in an increasingly hostile world okay. where love is often misunderstood. How do you think that that love is misunderstood? And you're so right. The world is so hostile to so many of us Mm -hmm. that are trying to follow His Word and and to love each other. So, how do you think this is being misunderstood?
0: Well, I think in many different levels and different aspects, it's being misunderstood. And I think from a Christian perspective, you know, our model is always Jesus and His act of supreme sacrifice on the cross, dying for our sins to welcome us into, you know, his kingdom forever and ever. That, that's the ultimate, you mm-hmm. know, picture of, of pure unconditional love. But I think in our day to day lives, we often miss so many opportunities to love and serve as Jesus served by practically loving others. And it will look different for all of us. But I think as far as it being misunderstood, let's say from a Christian brother and sister perspective, if i see my brother or sister sinning and i go to them meekly you know humbly graciously to try to pull them back you know into the fold that's love now if i allow my my sister or brother in christ just to sin it blatantly and turn away from christ and i don't say anything because i'm afraid they'll reject me that's not love mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the hardest things for christians to do is to keep one another accountable and yet all throughout the New Testament, there's, it's replete with verses and biblical principles that we are all sinners. We all have blind spots. We need accountability from those who love us. And yet real love is willing to do and say the hard things to people we care about to pull them back, to pull them away from sin and to restore them to relationships horizontally and vertically with the Lord. And I think we misunderstand what love is, especially from a worldly sense. The world says, if you love me, you'll let me be who I am, Mm -hmm. and I can do whatever I want, and there's no right or wrong, which is absolutely polar opposite of Scripture. So are we popular as Christians, even when we are in our own fold of fellow believers and we courageously speak to a brother or sister in Christ. Not always because none of us likes to be, you know, challenged. I mean, we all have pride in our heart yet because we'll be sinners until the day we die, but hopefully we're growing in grace. The, you know, Christ is sanctifying Mm -hmm. us one day at a time and we can accept it. But yeah, there's a lot of misunderstanding, I think, in the world
1: today about what does love really look like? You, you are so right because this is actually, I think we've got almost like a a pandemic and an epidemic of, of this idea of we have to be liked. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in an, if you're in a community, if you're in a, you know, if you're in at work or if you're in a uh, neighborhood, if you stand out and you're different because you are standing up for what, for what you know is right. Um, oftentimes you are an outcast. You know, I, I remember during our, during some of the elections, the previous elections, you know, we were sta- we were really standing strong for the, for the pro-life, uh, uh, vote. And, and there would be people that would cross the road and go across to the other side of the road because they did not want to walk in front of our house because of, oh, you know, my. oh yeah. I mean, and this is a nice neighborhood. It's not, it's not like it's, you know, it was a very, it's a, it's a neighborhood with lots of families and everything. But it's because we were different in standing up and saying this is what's right, even if we weren't engaging them. It was so we are in a very, very different time right now, which is very interesting, and it's great to have some, some books like yours. And of course, it's called uh, uh, Michelle's book is called "Serving as Jesus Served: Practical Ways to Love Others." Explain what you mean by the principle of serving others with our God given gifts. How can you've obviously you've got your gift? You know what your gift is. How do we discover our gifts?
0: Well, I think that Christians often make it a lot more complicated than it is when they'll say, I don't know what my gift is. I don't know what my gift is. Many, many, many years ago, an elderly pastor said, the best way to find out how you can serve others effectively is to just jump in and start serving. Mm -hmm. So, and the people go, but I don't know where to serve. Well, you know, others that know you can help you. Mm -hmm. Are you a friendly, outgoing extrovert? Then Be the greeter at your church. Start there or be someone who visits those in the hospital or in a nursing home because you're comfortable with people and you love it. So, you you know, you can find out your gifts through practical ways. If you love kids, then serve in the nursery or teach a Sunday school class or volunteer with the high schoolers, you know, to work with them at your church. But the, the point is pray first, ask the Lord, show me. Show me where I'm gifted. Show me um, what I have an affinity to. And we can often look at our own lives, what kind of vocational work we do. Can give you a lot of hints. Do you have the gift of helps? You know, are you a teacher? Do, you know, are you uh, super compassionate and generous and all these different things? It, 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 it just comes out of us. I think it morphs out of us when we obey the Lord and we get active in our, our local body And we start serving. And often, when you find a niche that you are just, it's your sweet spot, you love it, you're fulfilled, it's wonderful, other people start coming to you and going, oh, you're a really good teacher, or oh, you're great with kids. And I think that's God's way of saying, see, this is your sweet spot. Mm -hmm. This is what I created you to do. Mm -hmm. And it just grows from there. But you know, you may not find it right away. But the point is, we are told to give our lives away for the sake of others. Once we become Christians, we become bond servants of Christ, meaning we have no rights. So I think today's Christian often is too picky and often selfish and self-centered. And we don't jump in when there's a need, even if it isn't our area of giftedness. I may not be able to cook real well, let's say that. But I can help in a soup kitchen because I can clean up. You sure. know, I mean, we, that's we have a to great
1: be, example.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we can be, we need to be selfless first. Pray, ask the Lord to open up. Go to your pastor. Go, look at, go to, we have like a, a, a church app now where it shows all the ministries that need help. Go through them prayerfully, you know, invite your friends or family in on, mm-hmm. you know, saying, I really want to serve, but I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. The people close to you know your strengths and weaknesses. And my kids, all adult kids know. oh, they'll tell me what I'm going to be good at if I say, I would like to try that. And they're like, "Oh no, mom, that's not your thing." <laughs> <But> you <laughs> that's see, the true, yes, but it is. And I say, yeah. use the people who love you and know you best exactly. to help guide you. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, good advice, absolutely. And and the the kid thing is so true. I I was I was uh, um, emceeing a, an event, and my some of my children were, were at the event, my my adult kids, and I got up there and I was sp- sprouting away and talking, and you know, and it was sort of like lots of people there, and and I went back down and sat down, and my daughter comes over to me, and goes, "Mom." Do you know what you actually said when you were up there? You said this, this, and this, and it was totally wrong. It's like, oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like honest. nothing like your kids <laughs> telling you what you should do. <laughs> so no, you're absolutely right. It's you know, and it's done with total love. And so that that is also yes. a great way to see you know love in action. So so you know yes. with that kind of thing. So you have um, you talk about submission and submitting to others, um, and honesty that is not what we're supposed to do in today's world that we don't do mm-hmm. that it's all about me i mean there's just been this latest thing with i think i forget who snow white or so i don't remember what it was or, um, you know the, the, the one of the disney movies that's been remade and it's all about mm-hmm. this you know the the female characters rights and all of you know, it's completely ch- ch- put the, the the fairy tale up on its head but this is what the world is about it's all about me and being strong and you know all this thing. but you say you know why how do we do this how do we define this how do we actually understand what this is and embrace it
0: yeah it's such a problem in our world it's a problem in our church it's a yes. problem in our homes it's infiltrated every one of our lives i really believe this and i think it's a great question um submission, I think, is first understanding that once we belong to Christ, we become, as I said earlier, bond servants to him. And people go, what is a bond servant? It means practically and in every other way, we relinquish our rights to him, all of our rights, all of our plans, all of our preferences. And this is such a hard truth. But once we willingly and humbly and even joyfully lay down our lives each and every day to God's plan for us, Everything can change and I believe that we begin to view our lives in the path God has us on from a more peaceful perspective because we know it's God's will and God's ways and His will are always perfect you know and his divine love for us and our our well-being far and above anything we can plan for and execute for ourselves. I mean God's he's sovereign and he's going to guide us and you know a lot of that plays into as we submit to Him, rightfully and, and daily our moment by moment we can more easily and joyfully submit to those around us and i don't mean being in an abusive situation no 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 that is not what he means he means you know my husband comes in and says can you do this for me and i i can be willing to put down what i'm doing and say sure i'll help you even if it's an inconvenience to me or one of my kids calls and says i need you to pick up so and so can you if i can i do it yeah even though it it disrupts my day and a lot of people will we're so quick to say no. I don't have time for this. No, I don't have energy for this. And I understand that because we all have to say no at times. We can't. No one can be a yes person. That's not even wise. Mm-hmm. However, the, it's it's really a heart attitude. Mm-hmm. And if I willingly and rightfully submit to the Lord each and every morning when I spend time with Him and give the day to Him, I have to put my feet and hands and my mouth and my heart. You know, into the paces and the steps that the God is going to orchestrate for me that yeah. day. And often it's not what I want to do. I mean, I remember raising our kids and they would say, I don't feel like doing it. And I said, I would say over and over, probably a hundred thousand times. Most of your life, you are not going to do what you would like to do. Mm-hmm. You do what is the right thing to do. That's right. So get, get used to it now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's death to self. It is the way we have to live. And it's really the most healthy way to live. Yeah. Because yep. those who are so self-centered are miserable and make everyone around them miserable
1: as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that is actually sometimes a real challenge. It's, you know, work, walking and working with those people that have have just made yes. those choices, but you also know that God is asking you to do that as well. So the, that that submission is just to God's will. I love that you you you're making that distinction because it doesn't mean to say you become a doormat by any manner. That's not that's not of God at all. But it mm-hmm. does mean to say that we we need to give up of ourselves you know oh well I was going to go do this but you know you know my little granddaughter wants to come over and do that and it's like uh, do I really want to <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so no you're absolutely right that's such good advice mm-hmm. and of course the book is called Serving as Jesus Served Practical Ways to Love Others um, and it's the, the author is Michelle Howe um, and I've getting, I'm going to put all of the information up on the website on our website with um, connected to um, Michelle's um, podcast so you'll be able to get it there there for sure. Um, you know, one of the other things that you write about is that um, being a true servant means offering kindness and mercy to those who don't deserve it. And I think I just touched on that. How do we mm-hmm. learn to do this? As a, you know, you have that person in your life that is so self-centered and so demanding um, and you can see the problems, but how do I then continue to reach out to that person?
0: Yeah. And I, I believe we all have people in our lives that are that fit that description. Every one of us has those people yeah. in our lives. And it's challenging, it's it's difficult. Um, it can anger us, it can irritate us, yeah. it can be so frustrating. However, I always go back to the verses in Colossians three where it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And that's the answer right there. Mm -hmm. I think that we have to realize that a true servant of Jesus will willingly emulate the same unconditional love that he demonstrated toward us when we were still his enemies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and Jesus tells us to love others in spite of the fact that they are undeserving as we were at one time, because love covers a multitude of sins. And I, too, believe as we obey the Lord and offer love, even when we have been injured and wronged and sinned against, we are more like God than ever before. Scripture tells us that. But we are more like God when we forgive than in any other way. And I think, oh, I want to be like the Lord. So, yes. But in a practical sense, in my book, I talk about a gentleman who was having to care for his elderly father. His elderly father was unkind, cantankerous, ungrateful. Ungrateful. But And it was so disheartening to this young man. He'd go several times a week to check in on his dad, do his dishes, bring him meals, whatever it needed done, he did it and never got a thank you. And it was tearing him up inside because he would think, why can't my dad just say thank you once? And then the Lord totally t- tipped his attitude 360. And it was like he revealed to him, you have expectations that your father will never meet. Yeah. He will never say thank you. He's not a believer. He is an unhappy, sinful man. So go in my name and love in my name and do it for me. And I thought, what a lesson that is for me when I get a little resistant to, you know, serving somebody who is unkind or has rejected me in a minute. And I think that's the key is we do it unto the Lord. Because we have to remember, we have to forgive. God tells us we must forgive others, you know, over and over and over again as he forgives us
1: absolutely you have a you have a, a part in the book where it talks about waiting well um and how, how does this express our love for others I, I, waiting well that can be frustrating like crazy you know I, I, oh.
0: I, yeah <laughs> yes i want to jump in because yes it's so hard to wait yeah yeah. yeah, I, I talk, I, I share something in the book about waiting well, and it's it's a verse from James, and it says, Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming, which aren't we all looking to the skies every day? I know yeah. I am for Jesus's return. And it says, See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, waiting patiently for autumn and the spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. So I think this whole verse, and it talks it teaches me how do I wait well? Well, I, I realize I have to have a strong and robust faith in the Lord to wait well. Mm-hmm. I have to fully lean in and trust Him to learn to wait well. And I have to have complete confidence in the character of God to wait well. And how do I understand and know who God is? I have to be in the Word daily to renew my mind. I have to study those verses in times of real trial and struggle where He tells me, I will strengthen and protect you. You can do all things with my strength. I will supply all your needs. All these different verses, all these promises. I will never, never leave you. If I write those verses down, keep them on my desk, put them you know, in my office, in the kitchen, wherever I'm at, and I start struggling with waiting, you know, and I'm waiting for many people that I love to come to Christ. And mm-hmm. I've been waiting for a long time. Mm-hmm. And some days I get discouraged, but I think no, even the Lord is sovereign. His timing is perfect. You know, he, he knows who will be the, the elect of the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I continue to pray and love and serve, but waiting well, I think goes back to completely trusting in the Lord's providence and his sovereignty and knowing that he is active behind the scenes all the time and we can't see it. And mm-hmm. I, I just need to have confidence in him and his character where he says, I do all things well mm-hmm. and he wants, you know, his glory, but our, everything is happening for our, our good eternally. Mm-hmm. And I think as I
1: reorient my thinking, I can easily, more easily wait well. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Serving as Jesus served practical ways to love others by Michelle Howe. I'm talking to Michelle right now. Final question, Michelle. Um, your book is designed to, to get your, your audience to bring them in, to give them practical e- exercises. What do you hope the reader will take away from your book?
0: Well, in the book, at the end of each chapter, there is what I think is probably the best part of the book. It's, Monday through Sunday, it's like a action prayer prompt for every day, because I think if people are like me, I read, I read fast, I put the book down, I will love it. But I often don't go back and apply it. So my book is meant to be read like one chapter a week. So that every day you can kind of reflect on the verses, reflect on the principles taught there. But then at the end of the book, there's a there's a action step. Like on Tuesday, it it may say, um, get up this morning and um, look for one way to bless a coworker or a family member tangibly. You know, not just say a word, but give them a candle, give them a cup of coffee, give them a cookie, something, something that you can hand to them to express love. So the whole book is very practical because we're all busy. Yeah, and I, and I wanted to create a devotional where people could read it in five minutes or so, then go, okay, this is what I need to do today. But it will always steer people back to Jesus's example of how he served others in so many practical ways. And I think the book also brings out many diverse ways to serve people that we miss. Yeah. And we don't yeah. always realize that perhaps just being patient with our children is a way that we're serving the Lord and serving them it's not always tangible. It's a lot of attitude, Mm -hmm. you know, and if I see someone cut in line in front of me in the grocery store or in on a, you know, I'm driving instead of, instead of being impatient or frustrated or thinking, oh they're rude. I can just say, oh, they must be having a rough day. I mean, I'm really, I don't have to come down on them. I can pray for them. So the book is super practical. And I think that's what I want people to understand is it will drive you to the Bible. It will drive you to studying what Jesus did, and he is our perfect example. And then it will unpack the practical ways of serving others, you know, hour by hour, every day of the week.
1: Absolutely. And tell the people where they can get the book. I know Veritas Communications often has these things, but where where do they get it?
0: Well, you can get it on Amazon, of course, because Amazon has everything. Barnes and Noble. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but ChristianBook.com has it, and they have it on sale almost all the time. And I'd like to point people there because it's Christian-run business. But yeah, yeah, it's
1: online everywhere, but go to ChristianBook.com. That would be my vote. Absolutely. So uh, when you go to Christian, uh, or what is it, Christian... Christianbook.com
0: like Christian, Christianbook, oh
1: of course yeah. Okay, So I'm going to put that on the, on the website too Christianbook.com But when you go there, type in Serving as Jesus Serve, practical ways to love others And make sure you get it and read it And our lives will be changed I know when we read this book mm-hmm. So thank you so much Michelle Howell for joining us God bless you lots And let me know when you do the next one Love to have you back All on the right. program <laughs> Thank you so much Okay, Take care, God bless you lots mm-hmm. Bye bye Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.